welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. I'm your host, Buck Rising, proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the website that you go to for your dream address without the stress and to sell your home for more, should you be in the market to do so, is GaryAshton.com. Our friends at Tame the Beast remind you, as always, to groom boldly. You can be a beast. You can groom boldly with their fine products at GetBeast.com. Go ahead and use the promo code AZ50. Save yourself 50% off and Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Custom HVAC for your commercial or residential needs. They will make sure that your satisfaction is guaranteed. Brymac.com. Let us discuss the hockey and the how the NHL decided to go with the 24-team playoff format and how the Preds factor into all of this. we got a lot of ground to cover here tonight. But before I set this up and I explain just exactly what Gary Bettman is doing, this is the question that I have for you guys. What is your biggest question about the NHL's 2014 playoff format? I want to know from you guys what questions you have and perhaps we can answer them here for you this evening. Let us know there in the comments section and we will address them momentarily. But first, let's talk about the idea that the NHL definitively is the first North American sports league to declare plans to come back. Gary Bettman made some statements yesterday, among them the idea that there would be two hub cities that these playoffs would be hosted in. There are 10 cities under consideration to host these playoff hubs seven North American cities, and three in Canada. You have the idea that training camps for the NHL would not begin before July 1st, so we would have the bulk of the summer pass before we got teams back into camp. And then, ultimately, the Stanley Cup champion would be crowned around early autumn, based on the timeline that the NHL has provided for us. So now we have all of these things in place, and I want to know what your biggest question is regarding the 2014 playoff, because now the Preds know who would they, who they would play. They finished in the playoffs, but that was before the expansion of the playoffs to 24 teams. The regular season officially declared over. The NHL will jump right into its postseason play. Preds will face the Arizona Coyotes in a best-of-five series. I'm sorry, but L.A. is a no, too much of a ground zero for the Rona, says El Boogie 808. What is your biggest question? Perhaps it's about the location. Perhaps it's about just exactly what this would look like. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the league, was on SportsCenter with Sage Steele, I believe earlier today, discussing just what into the formulation of the 2014 playoff and how these hub cities would be selected and when they would be selected based off the information that they have right now. Well, we actually have spent the last two and a half months examining every alternative because not knowing exactly what was going to be going on, we wanted to make sure that we could adapt to whatever the situation was uh, and we knew we had to be flexible. Our competitive balance is so extraordinary. Uh, Our races for the playoffs go down to the last few games of the regular season that we had a number of teams that were on the bubble and we didn't think it was fair to just use the standings as of March 12th when we took the, took the pause. So the view was come up with a framework that made sense, that was fair, that had integrity, 
mm -hmm. and that would justify winning the Stanley Cup. We went through all of our teams. We knew we needed to be in one of our buildings because we could be playing as many as three games a day and, and really and only an NHL building could really accommodate us that way. And all of the cities that have been named, and maybe there are even a couple of others that could creep in, are capable of doing it logistically. However, uh, we don't want to go to a place where there's an issue with an outbreak of COVID-19, mm -hmm. a spike. And we want to be in a place where there can be ample testing because our players are going to be have, have to be tested, if not every day, at least every other day. And we want to be in a place where we can make sure that we can do that testing without interfering with the medical needs of the community. We're being told, by the way, by the summer, uh, there should be enough testing that the amount we need shouldn't be an issue. But having said that, uh, there's no reason to make the decision now. There wouldn't be a reason to just focus on one or two particular cities because you got to see what the world's going to be like. This is a decision we'll have to make in three weeks, give or take. And at that point, we can do a better assessment of which of these cities would be the best situation to make sure that our players, our teams, and their traveling parties and the community itself would be best from a safety and health standpoint. So that's Gary Bettman, the video courtesy of ESPN, the commissioner of the NHL, describing how they came to the conclusion to end the regular season, to launch directly into the playoffs, to begin training camps for NHL teams, not before July 1st, and that there will be two hub cities to host the entirety of the 2014 playoff, not uh, not outside, of, or excuse me, seven in the U.S. Ten are in consideration. Ten cities are in consideration. Seven in the U.S. and three in Canada. I want to know what your biggest question about all of this stuff is. I saw El Boogie say he wasn't not really into the NHL, but he wasn't into Korean baseball before, and now he watches it. He is among the few in the proud waking up at 4 a.m to watch Korean baseball. I want to know what questions you guys have, because the first question that comes to mind for me, uh, and Austin Walter says, to host the playoffs, Nashville is out too. Yeah, Nashville is not in, in consideration among the seven United States cities. Matt Bernier says, seems a lot like the NFL playoffs with the bye. Feel like the bye could hurt the teams in the top of each conference. Trevor Thomas says, so Los Angeles and Chicago are going to ho host it. Those cities are hot spots for COVID. Canadian cities, says Titans for Life, as hubs make sense since their cases are way lower than ours, but border issues. How does Canada, that's a great one from Titans for Life, how does Canada feel about the idea of, or Canada or the U.S., feel about the idea of players traveling, crossing borders? We haven't even discussed the idea, and I'll bring that up with my biggest question within all of this, is how... How do you how do you get the players from overseas who are back or who are out who are quarantining in other countries Sweden Finland the majority of the Preds players are out of the country uh, the majority of them obviously being not American these guys are all over the world how do you then bring them back that's my biggest question for all of this Alex Doherty our great Preds writer for A to Z Sports Nashville Alex does the weekly Edge column that you can check it out. Buck, I'm here for the Preds winning the Stanley Cup and also getting the number one draft pick, says Alex. Yeah, what a what an interesting selection that would be. J the Jim P19 says, what's, what's the host sites? Well, they don't, what, what Gary Bettman just told you in that clip from SportsCenter is they won't determine that until they have begun, until these plans are officially a go. 
because this is this is the definitive outline for the NHL. They're going to move forward with this timeline that you have the the preseason training camp for teams to get to get acclimated again before they take uh, uh, part in the playoffs, the 2014 playoff that has been set. They will not decide these host cities until they get ready to report for camp. Gary Bettman is saying, well, we're not going to do it before then because there's no point in moving forward with all of this, with declaring these host cities right now, the 10 in consideration, seven from the U.S. and three from Canada, until we know that we can do this. And they're saying that they're not going to move forward before July 1st for exactly that reason. They want to make sure that things continue to progress in the right way. Gary Bettman is confident in the idea that by July 1st, they will have adequate testing to be able to pull all of this off. And so these are the kind of things that they're working through right now. What is your biggest question for the NHL's 2014 playoff here on A to Z Sports Primetime? Mine, uh, forgive me, but not knowing this, uh, but is 24 all of the all of the teams, says Robert Deerfish. No, we will talk about this on the other side. There are 31 teams in professional hockey. We will discuss all of these things right after I remind you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. This is the official realtor of Smashville for a reason. Not just the official realtor of your Nashville Predators, but the Titans, Nashville SC, as well as me on A to Z Sports Prime Time. My dream address without the stress, the Ashton team got me taken care of. They, if you are not in the market to buy a home right now, you can do that, of course, at GaryAshton.com. You can take a virtual tour. But if you're looking to sell your home at a time of financial uncertainty, the Ashton team will make sure that you sell for more as long as you trust them to suss out the market the way that they do best. They are from Nashville. They are for Nashville. They're not coming in from other markets trying to poach your real estate business. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage are the people that you trust at GaryAshton.com. So we'll run back this clip of Gary Bettman on SportsCenter with Sage Steele, kind of breaking down the NHL 2014 playoff and how it came to be before we move on here on Primetime. Well, we actually have spent the last two and a half months examining every alternative because not knowing exactly what was going to be going on, we wanted to make sure that we could adapt to whatever the situation was uh, and we knew we had to be flexible. Our competitive balance is so extraordinary. Uh, our races for the playoffs go down to the last few games of the regular season that we had a number of teams that were on the bubble, and we didn't think it was fair to just use the standings as of March 12th when we took the, took the pause. So the view was come up with a framework that made sense, that was fair, that had integrity, Uh, Mm -hmm. and that would justify winning the Stanley Cup. We went through all of our teams. We knew we needed to be in one of our buildings because we could be playing as many as three games a day, and and really only an NHL building could really accommodate us that way. And all of the cities that have been named, and maybe there are even a couple of others that could creep in, are capable of doing it logistically. However, uh, we don't want to go to a place where there's an issue with an outbreak of COVID-19, mm-hmm. a spike, and we want to be in a place where there can be ample testing because our players are going to be have, have to be tested, if not every day, at least every other day. And we want to be in a place where we can make sure that we can do that testing without interfering with the medical needs of the community. We're being told, by the way, by the summer, uh, there should be enough testing that the amount we need shouldn't be an issue. But having said that, 
there's no reason to make the decision now. There wouldn't be a reason to just focus on one or two particular cities because you got to see what the world's going to be like. This is a decision we'll have to make in three weeks, give or take. And at that point, we can do a better assessment of which of these cities would be the best situation to make sure that our players, our teams and their traveling parties and the community itself would be best from a safety and health standpoint. Again, that video courtesy of ESPN NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman on SportsCenter breaking down how the 2014 playoff came to be and how they will proceed forward with the idea that training camp will begin not before July 1st, and then they will progress with the Stanley Cup ultimately taking place and being won in early autumn. This is the plan that the NHL, the largest American sports, North American sports league thus far, to declare definitive plans on returning. And I'm curious as to what your questions are about it, because as Matt points out, what if things go backwards in the middle of the cup run? What if the spike comes back before the NHL has concluded their playoffs. Well, in the case of really the only example, well, we've seen a couple examples of this, but Chinese basketball is the one that rings the most true with COVID-19 kind of over, you know, hovering over this thing like a gray, diseased-filled cloud. You look at Chinese basketball, who made an attempt to return in the middle of their pandemic dealings. They were working through it at a at a... At an advanced stage, by the time it crossed onto U.S. soil, we have seen the, uh, the Chinese be kind of a, a, a case study for all of this with the origins of COVID-19 taking place in China. And Chinese basketball, as soon as a player was diagnosed with COVID after the return, well, it just got shut down. Like, they just shut it down. So what you're talking about, what Michael points out, is, or excuse me, what Matt pro- points out, would just ultimately be the nullification of a of a season of hockey. There would be no champion crown. Maybe it's as far as you got through the playoffs and then it's the best record and you would have to come up with some kind of tiebreaker. But at this point, if you are to return too early, that's why the NHL is kind of alone on an island in this way. Nobody is willing to take these measures. You have baseball arguing over money. You have football saying, okay, you guys have to finish your season, in theory, before we start ours, because if you start it when football comes back, well, you're not going to get anybody to watch those games, regardless of whether it's baseball, hockey, or basketball. The NFL is going to swallow it all up. But with hockey, they're saying, okay, we got to get out here and we got to get this thing done. In fact, it would be great, and we'll talk about this when we get to the Tucker Agency quarantine question, how much more you would be willing to consume hockey if it comes back in a way that we are talking about. Trevor Thomas says, didn't see that last part about the three weeks possibly before making a decision could take up to two months. Michael Hughes just in here with some blatant homer takes. The Predators will win the Stanley Cup. Of course they will, Michael. Whatever makes you happy, bud. Don't pay attention to that. Well, I mean, in hockey, you can pay attention to very little of the regular season because once they get in the postseason, it doesn't matter. And the last time we saw, they were technically within the, within the normal standings of a playoff situation. They were the eighth seed when the season ended. Now with the 2014 playoff, you're going to have a lot more competition, but we know they will face the Arizona Coyotes. Let's move on to uh, how, since Michael is declaring, I believe it was Michael, since Michael is declaring that the Preds will be Stanley Cup champions when and if hockey returns, let's ask you guys this. What is your greatest concern for this year's Preds team in a 24-team playoff? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live 
and on Periscope, we will discuss together what is your greatest concern for this year's Preds team should they make a return to the ice. The last time we saw them, they were riding high. They were winning winners of three in a row, two against Dallas and one against Montreal, but they, we know that they had their issues. They got Peter Laviolette fired because this team, with all of its highly paid assets, wasn't able to figure it out. They made the coaching switch, and under John Hines, they still had inconsistencies that they could be held accountable for. But I want to know from you guys, when and if the NHL makes a return, what is your greatest concern for this year's Preds team based on the last time we saw them? While you guys give me your opinions on that, I will let you know about our friends at Brimac Mechanical. Satisfaction guaranteed on all, all of your HVAC needs. Not just residential. They also do residential service if your home is in need of temperature control. But if you own a business, as we move forward into Phase 2, our first week of Phase 2 of the Tennessee Pledge of the reopening, hopefully, of our country, and in particular, our state, perhaps your resident or your commercial business, you need to make sure that your heating and cooling units are functioning as we head into summer after so much time being shut down. Our friends at Brimac, they have you covered. Service, uh, service disabled, veteran-owned business, three locations in Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. The only people that you trust with your HVAC needs are friends at Brimac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. What is your greatest concern for this year's Preds team in a 24 or Preds team in a 24 team playoff situation because we saw that they had their issues whether it be lack of motivation that embarrassing winter classic game against Dallas where they blew the lead they got it ultimately got Peter Laviolette fired in front of I think it was upwards of 80,000 people at the Rose Bowl watching that game live a national audience something the Preds and a small market team have been dying for for so long, and then they get on national television and they, you know, they ultimately poop their pants. So we see all of this take place, and we see, okay, well then they make the coaching switch. And then things start to level out. You see Kyle Turris make a return after that weird standoff with Peter Laviolette. You see Mikhail Grandlin begin to contribute. You're still kind of disappointed with what you're getting out of Ryan Johansson, but as Robert Deerfish says, I last saw their power play was bad, I believe. And it you know, it has improved from in 2018-2019 season being literally the worst in the league, but it hadn't gotten that much better. Because as I, as I, and I'll address this here shortly, when I give you my greatest cause for concern whenever it is that we do see the Preds return, if it is, in fact, to complete this, this postseason that they will now enter in, We'll talk about that here in just a second. The the ability, as Matt says, to play a full 60-minute game and not collapse with a lead. Ethan says the greatest concern is a player testing positive, as, as it should be. This is the greatest concern. Ethan has the correct answer here. And potentially spreading across several players, that would doom any team. It would doom live sports. Honestly, that is the worst possible situation. We don't want that to happen here in Nashville. We don't want that to happen in our country. We don't, we don't want that to happen across the world as we all deal with literally a global pandemic. Ethan is right as it, as it relates to practical, uh, the most practical issue that you can foresee. But if we're talking about purely on-ice stuff, 
For me, I'm going to give you the video here in just a second, courtesy of NHL.com. For me, the thing that I find the greatest concern with is the Preds' offense, even after the John Hines switch. This is from their last loss before they went on a three-game winning streak. This loss, though, was a 3-1 to one, uh, deficit to the Minnesota Wild. Runners won each of the first two meetings between these clubs. Both of those took place in Nashville back in October and were underway from the XL Energy Center. He's a big addition to this hockey club. Fiala tried to force it up the boards. A centering pass for Granlund and a glove save by Stalon. What a stop that was. Granlund didn't even hesitate Stalon to start this game. That's the way you want to start as a goaltender. Look at that. Right. Looks like he was going in the corner and that quick look from Stalon just flat. Faceoff coming here in the Minnesota zone. Stall against Granlund. Granlund wins it cleanly back to Fabro. His shot got through and went off the post. Perfectly, but it did get to the pipe, and the pipe saved it. That video, courtesy of NH of the NHL, the Preds' last loss in, on March third, I believe, a three to one loss to the Minnesota Wild before going on to win two against Dallas in their final game of the regular season. When last we saw the Preds take the ice against the Montreal Canadiens, in which they went on to win. So they they ended the season, or ended the regular season, because the regular season has officially been declared complete. They looked more like the team that we are accustomed to, more like the team that they are paid to be. If you're looking at the Preds' salary cap allocations, this looked more like the Nashville Predators that you and I have grown used to over the past four or five years. A legitimate playoff contender, one built solidly across the board and with high-end talent that can help be the difference in these games. Not just relying on puck luck, not just leaning on one of the best goaltenders in the sport historically. We've seen Pecorine age more this season in particular. But what I, can, what I am concerned about is their offense. They were getting outscored. They have a negative goal differential uh, when the regular season ended, when these games were last played. They, are, they have a negative two scoring differential for goals for as opposed to goals against 212 to 214, I believe. And then you look at the idea that John Hines, even after the coaching switch was made, was still not able to figure out the offense, the power play. The thing that has plagued them now for the better part of two seasons is still an issue for this particular team. When and if we see the Predators return against the Arizona Coyotes in this particular 2014 playoff, the offense for the Nashville Predators is the thing that I am most closely monitoring because it's the thing that John Hines, in relief of Peter Laviolette, has yet to be able to fix. We're going to get to your greatest concerns for this Preds team momentarily. A quick reminder, though, before we move on about our friends at Tame the Beast, who as always reminds you to groom boldly. Many beasts, or at least paid like beasts on the Predators roster, they would groom boldly too if they had access to all of the fine products at GetBeast.com. The promo code that you use is AZ50, saves you 50% off your online order with Tame the Beast. You order a certain amount of money, you get your shipping your shipping fee removed, you save 50% with the promo code AZ50, you get to smelling better, you get to feeling better, you get to looking better, like me, you get to talking better. It's amazing what your image would do with your ability to public speak. Much more confidence because I groom boldly, because I groom like a beast. 
with our friends at TameTheBeast. GetBeast.com, promo code AZ50. What is your greatest concern for this Predators team should they make a return to the ice as we are discussing here tonight? Did you see the beaches over the Memorial Weekend? There is going to be a second spike. Not even the beaches. The videos from the Lake of the Ozarks. My God. I mean, listen. Full disclosure, I took part in a Memorial Day party. It was a slip and slide kickball game. It was with under 25 people, so we were within the precautions of phase two for group gatherings. No more than 25 people. Our Memorial Day party acquiesced to that. People were participating, people who I know have been participating in safe social distancing practices, but this should be noted that I was made to feel more comfortable, and perhaps that's part of the problem. Because the weather was nice, because we have moved forward in this protocol, you know, I immediately went to a Memorial Day party, because we have all been cooped up for so long, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's selfish, really, what the kind of behavior that I displayed this Memorial weekend, and, and uh, that we saw video uh, shot, that's very on-brand for you, Buck, <laughs> yes, indeed it is, very selfish. Selfish is very much on brand for me, <laughs> for better or for worse. But, you know, it is, it is the concern of the spike. It is the ignorance or the willing to ignore for, for, uh, of, people, of people my age who, as soon as the weather got nice, immediately disregarded social distancing. And I, as I mentioned, we took, we took our best efforts to maintain social distancing within the Memorial Day party. But as Ethan Ramsey's pointing out, even to err on the cautious side, it doesn't seem like the majority of the country feels the same way. They're ready to get out and get after it, and we will see whether that results in a spike later on down the road. Would be a great chance to win some non-hockey fans over, says Vic Rupi. We'll talk about that when we get to the Tucker quarantine question. Trevor Thomas says Preds have been inconsistent too many times. Good teams will expose that inconsistency. And our revolving door... At goalie, well, I wouldn't say revolving door. We've seen a lot better goaltender play the last time we saw the Preds take the ice. You see Soros, you started to lean on him more. You started to be able to trust him more. He seemed to be able to trust the defense in front of him more, which has been an issue. I think the goaltending, anybody who had watched the Preds throughout the course of this regular season, truncated though it may have been, would tell you that the goaltending was not as much as the of the issue as it was the defense in front of it. Matt Duchesne, who you're paying a ton of money, doesn't play defense. He's there to score, and that still hasn't solved their problems. You've seen Ryan Johansson be inconsistent. How that affects their ability to keep pucks out from in front of the net and out from in front of UC Soros and Pecorine. That inconsistency leads to what is a revolving door. You see the goaltenders pulled a lot more this season, with Pekka struggling more often than we are used to seeing. Ability to play 60 minutes says Matt Bernier. Uh, power play inconsistency, says Scotty Vetter. Johnny Lee says injuries too. And this, and I'll tell you why this applies to the Preds in particular after I finish reading Johnny's comment from Facebook. Since these players are not in any game shape whatsoever and Preds cannot afford any injuries, very thin depth when it comes to the top lines. I hope the three weeks of training camp will be enough to take the rust off. And the Preds are one of the oldest teams in the sport. I believe they are 29 and a half on average age for this roster. They are all, the majority of them, on their second contracts. They have some youth that was in the AHL this year, but that has not begun to bear fruit 
at the NHL level, it's a tough thing to be able to manage when you've asked these guys after two months, two months plus off, to come back and to be in game shape with just three weeks of training camp. It's a difficult thing, much less under the precautions that social distancing will require them to do. Their, their ability to train will not be as it normally is. Scotty Jr. just says, wow, I'm not sure what he's wowing about, but uh, Scotty, feel free to weigh in there on Periscope. Injuries, though, a great cause for concern for the Nashville Predators. Damn, 29 is old. Jeez, says El Boogie 808. Yeah, that is, uh, that is something I can confirm based on hockey reference. The average age of the Nashville Predators roster is 29 and a half. They are one among the oldest teams in professional hockey. We talk about win- windows to winning championships all the time. Preds are on the back end of theirs, and they need to capitalize. Whether they, whether they put a Rona asterisk next to this year's Stanley Cup champion or not, should this actually take place, you only got a couple years left of this roster at best. You better be able to take advantage of it when they do return to the ice. But should they return to the ice, I'm curious as to what your interest level will be. A lot of us here in, in the South, the South sporting interest is always about is always about football. And hockey has found a way into our hearts because of the success of the Predators, because of how much fun the Stanley Cup run in 2016 and 17 was. Just what a special thing that was to witness for all of us. But does the NHL, because this would all be without fans, remember, does the NHL's return to the ice without fans, two hub cities, 10 cities under consideration, 2014 playoff, These are the stipulations that you will have. Does it make you more or less likely to watch NHL hockey should the NHL return? This is the TuckerTN.com quarantine question, courtesy of our friends at the Tucker Agency in Brentwood. Does the NHL's return make you more or less likely to watch Preds hockey this year? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live and on Periscope. While you guys give me your response, I will tell you about our friends at TuckerTN.com. Insurance, all-encompassing. They have the experts that you should trust. They will tell you how to best ascertain the best kind of car insurance, the kind of home insurance that you need. Should it be non-conventional insurance? If you need to insure uh, street legal, street legal Uh, vehicles such as golf carts or get them street legal based on the insurance coverage that you need, the Tucker Agency has you covered. Will Tucker is somebody that I trust with my insurance needs that the A to Z Sports Network trusts with their insurance needs. Nashville's independent insurance agency, they are local, they are here for you. Get a quote today at TuckerTN.com. They present every Wednesday our Tucker TN quarantine question asking you guys, do you think, do, would you be more or less likely to watch hockey, Preds hockey, with the return now underway? Because I'll go ahead and give you my answer right off the top, given before we get to your guys. I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you no straight and sh- as straight up as I can be. One, regular season hockey is a hard sell for me. And, and to, outside, at, er, on television, I like to go to games. Preds games are fun to go to. I have no investment in the actual sport being played, but I like to go get drunk and party at a Preds game with my friends. Who doesn't? It's the hottest ticket in town. It's a great environment, such a fun thing to be a part of. 
But that exact environment is why I would not have any interest in Preds playoff hockey should it be. I, mean, I would have an interest. I would cover it. I would watch it. But just as a fan of sports, if you're telling me that we're going to play NHL playoff games without fans and that there's going to be no incredibly raucous environments for these guys to play in and to feed off of and for there to be incredible moments that makes the hockey playoffs among the most fun postseasons in all of sports, well, then you're going to have to sell that to me a little bit harder because if there's no opportunities for plays like this, like we witnessed in the 2017 Preds Stanley Cup run, man, I don't know if I'm going to have any interest in it. We've seen everything. And we played 55 minutes and 10 seconds since the last goal by James Neal at 1539 of the third. And nobody's gone home. From the drop, Polak plays it out. Chopped away from Wingles and now sent in. And Shea Weber has to be the most relieved guy in the building. Twice. Yes. Team bailed him out twice. See if he can repay the favor. Yossi up, Bob Wilson and in. Martin Jones, who's been stout, plays it into the corner. Braun lost it. Here's a chance. Eckholm, shot, rebound, scores! That video courtesy of the NHL, Mike Fisher's triple overtime game winner in the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs. My God, what a time to be alive. I saw El Boogie 808 says that feels like forever ago. You ain't lying, brother. That 2017 feels like a trip. I'm asking you guys more or less likely to watch playoff hockey, the TuckerTN.com quarantine question courtesy of our friends at the Tucker Insurance Agency. 
I'm less likely to watch this hockey because there's no fans in the stands. The environment, Smashville, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. The idea that these environments are so raucous that the idea that these games can be played unto, uh, into perpetuity, and at the time, Bridgestone Arena was serving alcohol through those three playoffs, so you know that a whole crowd is lit the hell up. Goals being scored at 1.30 in the morning to decide playoff games to advance in the Stanley Cup Finals. Mike Fisher, the captain, his final full year. I know he came back in a limited capacity last year when they got bounced, or excuse me, two, uh, the, the year after that, so that would have been 2018, the year that they got bounced again in the postseason. But this is what I'm looking at, in the, and I'm saying, I just, I can't get into it. If there's not the kind of environment that, that makes hockey so special, and triple overtime is an anomaly in any kind of sport, but with hockey, there's just so much palpable energy in those arenas that I feel like if you take it away, even from a television-watching perspective, it's going to be harder for me to buy into TuckerTN.com quarantine question. Are you more or less likely to watch playoff hockey without fans in the stands? Ethan Ramsey says more likely because I'll take any form of pro sports at that point. El Boogie 808 says Lawan was probably on the floor with a catfish that night. I think fan, without fans is not being talked about enough. Just won't be the same at all, says Robert Deerfish. What a year that was, says Karen O'Keefe. Yes, Karen, absolutely. What so much fun. For all of us, sports, if you cover sports, if you're a sports fan, just if you're a citizen of Nashville, what the Stanley Cup run for the Preds that year did to the profile of the city was so special. The video just gave me chills all over again, says Johnny Lee. I do understand what you're saying, Buck, but I love hockey and I can't wait for its return. And I totally sympathize with that. It's just, I, you know, I love, I love the environment more than I love the sport itself. Like, it's going to be... To, 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 to see a goal scored, as I, I can't remember, forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting who mentioned, to see a goal scored in an environment like that without any crowd noise after, it's just kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, uh, great, uh, next, you know, next shift, I don't, it's just, it's tough for me, it's, it's tough for me to get into it. I'll watch it, I'll cover it, we'll talk about it, should it take place. Again, the NHL, the first North, the, the biggest North American sports league, uh, we've seen UFC make a return. We've seen golf uh, whittle its way back in to the public consciousness with things like the match and the skins match by Rory and DJ and, and Ricky Fowler a couple weeks ago. Hockey, though, moving forward with this 2014 playoff, would you be more or less likely to watch it without fans in the stands? It's a tough sell for me. But, you know, we're just happy to have live sports back. Give me something, for God's sake, something new to talk about because this summer, <laughs> let me tell you, this summer is going to be tough after football takes its summer vacation. Ethan Ramsey says, have you seen the German soccer league games without fans, the Bundesliga? It's so weird because you can hear the players. It's so quiet. Maybe they'll do like Fox was talking about. Joe Buck was, Joe Buck was mentioning that they're planning on if they play football games on Fox without fans in the stands, they'll pump in crowd noise. I don't know if that's the way that you go about it, but perhaps... That is how you get it done here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets. You guys always get it done, and you've got it done for yet another night here with me, and I'm grateful to you for it. I need you on the way out the door before I give you some programming notes to make sure that you're supporting the people that support this show. Our friends at the Tucker Agency, TuckerTN.com, your Nashville's independent 
insurance agency. They will make sure that you are covered, literally. 10hc.com and Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K.com for all your HVAC needs. Satisfaction guaranteed. Sell your home for more with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Make sure that you are grooming boldly and being a beast at GetBeast.com with the promo code AZ50. Save yourself 50% off. OG Willikin says, John Ledyard left Henry out of his top 100. How do you feel about that? Well, perhaps we will discuss that tomorrow. John Ledyard's a friend of mine, so I'll text John, and I will see what John's thoughts are, why he came to that conclusion, and then after we talk to Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold via Zoom press conference tomorrow, we'll do a Titan show. 8 p.m. Central Time tomorrow night, we will talk about the Tennessee Titans and John Ledyard's apparent slight of Derrick Henry within the NFL's top 100. We will do all of those things tomorrow evening on A to Z Sports Primetime for our last show of the week. Short work week. Good time. See you tomorrow night. And as always, fam, peace and love.